to left corner to Aguila. Aguila the left circle. Passing the yellow shot. Save made by Aguila. Three bounds. Another shot. They score! The Flames win it! Yeah, baby! They score! And the sea of red erupts. Flames talk starts now on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Here's Pat Steinberg and Logan Gordon. Okay, it is Wednesday, January 31st. It is a special edition of Flames Talk. It's Steinberg coming at you from way out west in the middle of a little all-star break holiday. Steinberg from Coquitlam. Logan back at uh, Sportsnet 960 World Control downtown of the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. And Logo, we've got a blockbuster, and this turned in to an absolute blockbuster. Uh, here's the deal. Elias Lindholm is now an official member of the Vancouver Canucks. And in exchange, this is what the Flames have brought back. Two picks, a 2024 first-round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth-round pick. Two prospects, and both prospect D, Hunter Brustowitz and Yoni Yermo. Those are the two prospect defensemen coming back the other way. And forward Andre Kuzmenko is the final piece of this deal. And, of course, that is as much as anything else to make salary work. That is an absolutely monster haul for Elias Lindholm. And uh, you got the two picks, the two prospects, and the soon-to-be 28-year-old NHL forward who last year almost scored 40 goals. Flames Talk on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Logan Gordon, uh, that is, uh, that's a full-on blockbuster the Flames just pulled off. Another deal made by Craig Conroy. He's made the Toffoli deal. He's made the Zadorov deal. But this one is uh, by far the one that takes the cake in terms of a return. As I think you can come away as a Flames fan feeling pretty damn happy about what you just got back from Vancouver in exchange for a pending unrestricted free agent in Elias Lindholm. Make no mistake, Pat. The Calgary Flames needed to make the most out of their UFAs. And Craig Conroy, at least on the outset, has hit a major home run for the Calgary Flames. Uh, acquiring a good mix of players and prospects here for a guy that, let's be honest, we've talked about has a lot of value and should have gotten this kind of return for the Calgary Flames despite being a down year. And a lot of this goes back to patience, and I know that's not everybody's favorite term uh, in the world of sports. It, It sucks to wait sometimes, and you want these things to happen, but you and me have had conversations about it. I remember being on the veranda patio with you and talking about, you know, a Colorado trade that worked out pretty well for Joe Sackick back in the day because he held out and held firm on his return uh, for a player that he really liked, and it worked out well. And uh, as of right now, I think if you're a Calgary Flames fan, you're really liking the potential and the direction that your organization has kicked off uh, with this trade today and the first of the three big UFAs finally being moved to Vancouver. Yeah, no doubt. I, uh, I, I really... I think actually even more than I even expected for a guy like uh, for a guy like Elias Lindholm, and I thought they were going to get a lot for him. That is two picks, two prospects, and an NHL player. Let's tell you a little bit uh, about the prospects. Uh, Shan 
you can give Elliot a call. Uh, we can give uh, Elliot Friedman a call. Just let me know when he's on the line, and uh, we'll bring Elliot Friedman into the conversation in just a second. Uh, but Hunter Brustowitz is the first defenseman. He is a right shot defender, 19 years old. He's playing with Kitchener in the Ontario Hockey League this year. This year he has eight goals and 69 points in 47 games. So that is the first prospect the Flames are getting. Prospect defenseman, right shot Hunter Brustowitz. The other is left shot Finnish defenseman Yoni Yermo who was a third-round pick of the Canucks in 2020. By the way, Brustowitz was a third-round pick of the Canucks in 2023. Yermo, third-round pick in 2020. He's 21 years old, left shot, and uh, this year he's playing in the top league. He's played with two teams in the top league, Liga. He has uh, three points in the 34 games he's played to this point. So those are the two defensemen coming back. We don't know what the conditions are on the deal. Uh, the conditions are rather on the trade. But we do know the Flames are also getting a pair of picks, a 2024 first-round pick and a conditional 2024 second-round pick. So there's two draft pick assets. You've got two defensemen, one's 19 and one's 21, and you get the player Kuzmenko back in return as well. I'm 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 really impressed here, Logo. I, I think that uh, Craig Conroy and company did a hell of a job with this deal. Yeah, yeah I think from a Flames perspective, you're very happy with uh, the return here. Potential uh, is there. You get a first-round draft pick, which you and me talked about was so important in this deal for Elias Lindholm. Uh, the Kuzmenko one's an interesting one that we're going to be able to dive into from a Flames perspective, and uh, I think sets a really good precedent for Craig Conroy going forward with two other UFAs still on the table for him. I believe we've got Elliot ready to go here, Pat. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's welcome in for a few minutes Elliot Friedman, our Sportsnet uh, NHL insider. He was the one first on this deal and uh, first had everything breaking down the way that it has. He's at an NHL alumni event right now, so we thank Elliot for taking a little time out for us on Flames Talk as well. Mr. Friedman, uh, we're all kind of on a, a little bit of a holiday in the middle of the All-Star break. I know you've got All-Star game coming up, so really appreciate the time. Just uh, tell us how this all came together. Elias Lindholm is a member of the Vancouver Canucks. Um, everything, uh, basically, I think it intensified over the weekend. Um, uh, yeah, the, the charity event's done, I can say. So it was like okay. one of those things where I was letting, like, I heard it was probably going to come down. I was like, uh, but anyway, uh, such is life. But, um, I think, I believe the Canucks decided Lindholm was the guy they really wanted, um, that, uh, he was someone they were looking at and felt that he fit for them. And I, I see the fit. Um, I, I, they wanted a top six forward. They wanted someone versatile. Um, you know, one of the things that's kind of happening there is that um, they have a choice. Do they keep their lotto line together or do they move it around? If they keep their lotto line together, Lindholm can slide in as the number two center. If they don't keep it together, Lindholm could play the wing. And I think that was very important to them, that kind of versatility. Um, you know, Lindholm's production has not been very good this year, um, but I think that there are teams who look at it like it's just the pressure of the situation, and they believe that now that he's going somewhere else, um, it'll alleviate. We'll see if that's true. Um, we'll find out if that's correct. I mean, Vancouver's obviously going very well this year. And when I looked at the full package, um, you know, I mean, they got 
for a rental, you know, they got a first round pick that, that pick, the player from Kitchener to me is the most, I don't know the prospect from Finland uh, very well, but I, the, the, the kid from Kitchener is a really interesting uh, player because he's scoring a lot in the OHL. There was some question about whether or not he'd sign with Vancouver. I don't know for sure. I'm sure we'll have to hear what Conroy has to say, but I wonder if the Flames were given permission to talk to him, to give an idea of if he would sign there. He's a really intriguing player, Pat, and I think if they can sign him, I think that's the most interesting one. But I, I think this really intensified over the last 24 to 48 hours. They needed Kuzmenko to wave. He did. And I heard things really heated up today. Okay. Uh, what, uh, fr- from a flame standpoint, Elliot, uh, does, this, does this signify kind of what's to come? Like, are, are we now waiting and seeing on other potential big flames moves after this one? Yeah, you know, I still think there's, um, you know, we'll see what happens with Tanev. Um, um, I, 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 I we'll see what happens there. Like, I think I mentioned it the other night. Uh, I think we're going to see with uh, Hannafin probably over the next little while, what does he decide to do? Um, Hannafin is definitely a player that, you know, it's kind of been a bit of a roller coaster there, uh, Pat. At times I thought he was going to sign. At times I wasn't so sure. And, Things picked up again over the last little while, and I think the Flames are kind of like we would like to know uh, one way or another. So, you know, the over mm-hmm. the All-Star break, I'm sure he's going to have to do some thinking about it. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, um, you know, like I said, I think they're going to talk about it with uh, – I think they're going to talk about it, continue to talk about it with Tanev, continue to talk about it with Hannafin, and I have no – nothing at this point in time tells us there's anything around Marshall. Okay. Did you had you heard? I know there is some buzz out there elsewhere about potentially Tanev and the Canucks. Have you heard anything about uh, about that? And have you heard anything about whether or not there, there could be more between Calgary and Vancouver, including Tanev? Well, I mean, look, like they've proven they can do deals together, right? So I I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't count anything out. They've proven they can do deals together, but uh, like. Like I, I don't like I don't know what's kind of been out there. Someone sent me a note saying, "Have you heard that Tanev is in the deal?" In this particular case, I never heard that. Now, I could be. I, that doesn't mean it wasn't true. I just never heard it. So that's all I can say okay. about this particular case. Yeah. Yeah. Very fair. Um, what uh, Elliot Friedman's with us for a few minutes as we're breaking down a huge NHL trade involving Elias Lindholm and the Vancouver Canucks, a huge package coming back the other way for the Flames. It's a special edition of Flames Talk here, uh, wherever you get your podcasts and Sportsnet 960, the fan. Do you, uh, any, um, any sense on, because you talk about Kuzmenko had to, had to waive the trade, the, the no trade clause to, to come to Calgary. Have you, Got in a sense, whether it's from Kuzmenko and his party or just from who you've talked to, that uh, there is kind of a, an excitement at a new new scenery, change of scenery, new opportunity with the Flames for Kuzmenko. Um, well, look, I, I think, you know what, is he's, he, he's, a, he's a talented guy. It just didn't work for him this year. Last year, he was kind of on a bit of a shooting. Like, like he's probably not as good as he showed last year, Pat, but he's better than he showed 
this year. Um, and so I, but I think there's a good NHL player there. I mean, he's quick. Um, he, he can score, um, you know, like this has not been an easy year for him and Rick Tocchet of points, but he hasn't complained about it. And he's tried to do his best. Um, like, I think, I think there's a player there. Like to me, it's, it's it basically, you guys now have a year and a half look and you can decide what you think there. And it's typical of what you guys have done, uh, which is, uh, you know, go out and get someone who's not too old. Who's got a bit of term. And, you know, you guys can decide what you think about him. I, Vancouver was going to have to include him or Zadorov, I think, to get this deal done. Uh, I don't think it was going to be Zadorov coming back. So I'm not surprised it's Kuzmenko. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think he's a talented guy that had a really rough year. He got into a bit of a rut and he couldn't get out of it. And now you get a fresh start. And, uh you know, I, I'm assuming I, I have to see where I have to remember where everybody plays on the power play. But, you know, he was a even when he was struggling, he was still a power play one guy in Vancouver until the end. So there's offensive talent there and he'll get another chance to unlock it. Uh, and uh, maybe the last point, and, and you kind of touched on it uh, right off the hop there, Elliot, but how do you like the fit for Vancouver and Lindholm, whether it's short-term or whether there's a contract extension down the road? Well, I, I think I, I, I think that um, – I, th- I think this. Like I said, I, I think Lindholm, he's, he's not as bad as he showed this year. And – I've seen it because at times it's happened in my own life. Sometimes you like the idea of being a free agent and sometimes you don't. And clearly Lindholm was not himself. And, you know, but the other thing you guys know, because you saw him there a lot is when he plays with good players, he can produce. And when he goes to Vancouver, he's going to play with good players. Like, Mm -hmm. like he is going to be on a line that, uh, that where he's going to be able to play. Um, and that's a situation where he's going to be with Patterson or he's going to be with Miller or he's going to be with some other guys who are really talented. So he's going to be put in position, uh, to succeed there. Elliot, we'll let you go. Really appreciate the time on short notice. Hey, thank you so much. Great work tonight doing about 500 things at the same time. Great to talk to you as always. Thank you, pal. Yeah, sorry about that. I just like I got a, I just I got a million things going uh, through my head. So uh, I, I hope I hope that was uh, coherent and lucid. Perfect, exactly what we needed. Thank you, Freed. You're the best. Take care, Pat. Be well. Well, Elliot Friedman from uh, from Toronto just finished up an event logo, but a little bit more detail on how this all came together and how the Flames ended up getting the haul they did for Elias Lindholm. We'll uh, start getting your texts in a little bit later on here at 960-960. It's a special edition of Flames Talk. Steinberg, Logan Gordon along with you here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. But as, as you heard there from Ellie, it sounds like this really started to pick up steam uh, over the weekend, hey, and, and really started to become something that was more of a possibility uh, later on uh, as the weekend went along. And then they, they and, and Dan Milstein, I think you've got a tweet there from Dan Milstein that you can add a little bit more context to, but seems like over the last day or so, it really got pushed over the, uh, 
really got pushed over the finish line. Yeah, this is from Dan Milstein. You can find him on Twitter at HockeyAgent1. He represents Andre Kuzmenko and former flame Nikita Zadorov. Just some context to Elliot's report about this starting on the weekend. Uh, Milstein's tweet saying, Andre Kuz- re-Andre Kuzmenko trade. Uh, we've been working with the Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames since Sunday. Uh, Andre Kuzmenko spoke with both the GM and head coach prior to agreeing to the trade. He's looking forward to joining the Flames. He's extremely su- appreciative of the support received from the team and fans over the last year and a half. Thank you for giving him the opportunity to play in the NHL and call Vancouver home. So clearly this has been on Kuzmenko's table for a couple days, Pat, as we're uh, talking here on Wednesday. And he got it over the finish line by talking to the GM and head coach Ryan Huska about what his role is going to look like in Calgary. Yeah, and, and I'm, you know, I, I'm really interested to see what Kuzmenko ends up being uh, as a member of the Flames. And and we are talking about a guy who put up 39 goals last year. So we're not talking about a player who can't play. There's no doubt that, as Elliot said, he ran into a rut. And again, I don't look at Kuzmenko as the main part of this trade. No. I think the futures, the, the, the two picks, the two prospects of 19 and 21, those are kind of the, the pieces that I think people are going to be most excited about. But for a team that also was looking to bring somebody in, and, and look, there was as Elliot said, either Zadorov or, or Kuzmenko had to come back the other way to make the salary work. Well, I can tell you there was no chance in hell it was going to be <laughs> Zadorov. There was zero way they were going to bring Zadorov back into this room. Zero chance. So Kuzmenko was the guy. Um, so... Um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's that's the number one thing is that you need to you need to remember there's a salary dump part that goes along with this. But when when talking about the player, you don't put up 39 goals and 74 points if you you, you can't play. And even this year, at a down year, 21 points in 43 games would still have him as one of Calgary's leading scorers. So you know that that is one thing that's super interesting to me is what Kuzmenko now becomes as a member of the Flames with a change of scenery with a little bit of a different role with an increased role and and a guy that you know you're going to look at as as being a a really important part of this team for the rest of this season and he's got one more year left on his deal and we'll see where it goes from there like it says gives him a year and a half to evaluate where they want to go or the other thing is logo maybe it does turn around maybe for the next month and a bit here he plays really well and then the flames have themselves an asset they can flip at the deadline for something else which is something that i think you need to take into consideration too yeah i've i get why people immediately were looking at the kuzmenko thing and getting you know worried about it um but at the same time i think you you raised some really good points uh the one that elliot brought up that i thought was really interesting too was still to mention that Despite a down year in Vancouver, Kuzmenko's still been operating on the top power play unit in Vancouver. Um, his seven power play points this season, Pat, would put him second on the Flames behind only Nazem Kadri. Lindholm led the way with uh, nine power play points this season before this trade. Uh, so Kadri is your now de facto leader at eight. So Kuzmenko's still a guy that helps out offensively for a power play maybe that's been struggling a lot this year. He's a right shot, as you mentioned. You don't score at that level in the NHL by accident. And if anything, perhaps this gives you some time with a right shot on that side to maybe not rush Matt Coronado if you feel like he's better served the AHL right now because Kuzmenko could come in and give you that right-handed shot scoring threat that you've kind of been looking for for a while if you're Calgary. And at the end of the day, you're adding a guy for 
at maximum, if you don't re-sign him or don't move him, a year and a half. It's it's not a super long-term commitment here. And if it helps you up an asset, like one of the prospects you were talking about, or it gets a, a pick a little bit higher there, I think you make that deal all day long if you're Craig Conroy. And who knows what Kuzmenko's going to look like here in Calgary. I think there's it's a pretty low-risk potential high reward for the Calgary Flames and that's worked out okay so far in Craig Conroy's tenure. Agreed. Um and I'm really I'm really curious to see what type of what type of fit he might be on this team and you know what it, it might be a not a great maybe it's an awful fit as well. Like that's not the main part of this trade. No. The main part of this trade are the futures. And so if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't and I I still think there's a potential that this could work in the short term for him. I want to read you uh, a couple of things. This is from a Flames Talk fan member, um, Aaron Vickers. Um, so this is um, this is kind of what they had on each of the prospects over at uh, FC Hockey. Aaron Vickers, of course, NHL.com and FC Hockey, uh, the FC Hockey Draft Guide. So this is what the – FC Hockey Draft Guide has had over the last few years. So, first of all, on Brustowitz, uh, that is one of the prospects coming back for the Flames. If you're just joining us, Flames sending Elias Lindholm to Vancouver for two picks, a 2024 first and a 2024 conditional fourth. Two prospects in defenseman Hunter Brustowitz and defenseman Yoni Yermo and Andre Kuzmenko. Here is the uh, here is the scouting report, first of all, on Brustowitz, who is a third-round pick in the most recent draft for the Canucks, a 19-year-old defenseman playing with the Kitchener Rangers of the Ontario League. He's a right shot D, 6 feet, 188 pounds, is 69 points in 47 games, 61 of them are assists. The FC Hockey Guide reads as follows. Uh, Brustowitz is a mobile defenseman known for his playmaking abilities and excellent skating, which stands out at his best quality. He's highly responsible with the puck and demonstrates solid hockey IQ, seamlessly blending into the offense. However, he could improve on the defensive side of the puck as his compete level isn't the highest and his reads can be slow at times, leaving passing lanes open. His stick handling is average and could benefit from development, allowing him to impose his will on the game more effectively. Still, Brustowitz drives transition play with his skating and passing abilities. He commands the puck well and makes smart first passes, setting up breakouts with ease. In the offensive zone, he's calm and skilled at walking the line, forcing the opposing defense to chase him and opening up shooting and passing lanes. While his skill set allows him to quarterback the power play effectively to become a more effective offensive player, Brustowitz needs to develop a more lethal shot. He displays great poise and vision while on the puck, and his edge work provides him strong mobility in all directions. Comfortable handling the puck at the point, he's a focal player on the power play and a threat to create chances below the hash marks. However, his developing lower body strength and lack of high-end speed can limit his ability to win loose puck races and defend against faster forwards off the rush. Brustowitz will still need to improve his lower half strength to increase his straight line speed and become harder to play against. End quote. That comes from the FC Hockey Guide on Hunter Brustowitz logo. So a player that definitely has a high-end offensive IQ, is a very gifted playmaker, has has really good offensive instincts, and can work a top power play, needs to work on his skating, needs to work on his speed, and needs to work on the defensive side of the puck is what we're hearing about a defenseman that has eight goals and 69 points in 47 games 
games off the point with the OHL's Kitchener Rangers this year. That's coming off a year where as a rookie um, or as a first-year OHL or anyway, he had 57 points in 68 games. He jumped from the uh, U.S. national development team for a year to Kitchener last year and is now in his second year with the Rangers. This is a super intriguing player coming back and should mention that 69 points, Pat, puts him third in the entire Ontario Hockey League for scoring. He's behind only two other uh, forwards in scoring in the entire OHL. So that tells you the kind of pace that this young man's been scoring at and is clearly taking a step forward from his rookie season, as you mentioned, uh, where he had 57 points. He's already crushed that total in 47 games at 69 points. So I, I think it's fair to say this is – uh, the main prospect that you're talking about in return for the Calgary Flames. And uh, right shot D is something that you hear us talk about, you hear GMs talk about all the time when it comes to uh, you know valuing players and defensemen. That right shot D is always highly coveted. And you add in a young guy here who's a former third-round pick recently of the Vancouver Canucks in the 2023 NHL draft. And there's a lot of intrigue. Uh, for what he now brings to the Calgary Flames system. So that was the scouting report on Bruce DeWitts. And now again from FC Hockey, here's the scouting report on the other prospect defenseman the Flames are getting back in Yoni Yermo. He's playing in Liga, the top league in Finland right now. He's 21 years old, 6'3", 207 pounds. He was a third-round pick of the Canucks at the 2020 draft. Uh, this is what FC Hockey have to say about him. Uh, Yermo is one of the draft's most interesting and unique players, is going back to 2020. Despite being 6'4 and nearly 200 pounds, he skates like the wind. He has some explosiveness in his first few steps and can reach his top gear in very little time. His vision, smarts, and skating help him stay in position well, and he keeps a good, smart gap that allows him to shut down plays before or as they hit the blue line, and he's effective defending with an active stick. However, he doesn't use his size nearly enough as he's quite a gentleman giant shies away from making contact and doesn't utilize his size well along the boards or around the crease he needs to be harder to play in his own end offensively his hands can keep up with his feet allowing him to make quick little deeks or swing the puck out to the side of his body to help keep it away from enemies while in transition he's incredibly agile as well able to quickly and smoothly change directions even at high speeds walk the blue line spin and use his huge frame to hold puck possession in the offensive zone. He's a real roamer who isn't afraid to carry the puck all by himself all the way to the opposing crease. His shot isn't overly special, but he has some goal-scoring potential because of how easily he can bring the puck into dangerous areas. Also has the vision and the skill to make good passes on the rush. Uh, that is the FC Hockey Scouting Report. Um, that uh, that that we're talking about with the other defensive prospect, Yoni Yermo, who is in Finland and playing right now with uh, Kuvala in the Finnish league. So that is the scouting report there. So, uh, and also just wanted to uh, clarify on the Brustowitz, um scouting report. I did say skating needs to work on his speed. Um, the the book on him is that his skating, like his actual uh, technical skating, is quite high end. But the actual straight line speed is an area that uh, he needs to work on. But that uh, just played your or, or read you the scouting report on Yoni Yermo logo and uh, sounds like a really good skating defenseman. 
um, and a guy that has, you know, maybe some of the high end areas, there's still some development, but skating looks like it's his really number, his, his, his high end number one attribute with some good offensive parts to his game as well, but probably needs to up his physicality and battle level is what we're talking about with the other prospect the Flames are getting on the blue line. Yeah. And it's interesting too, to, to mention the size of him to go along with that skating is sometimes a rare combination uh, when you get to the size like six five that you talk about Yoni Yermo is at Pat, a lot of times skating is the main things that those guys have to work on. I think things like physicality, uh, you know, some of the other parts that you mentioned he needs to work on in that scouting report. Those are some aspects I can see you growing a bit more uh, as he matures as a prospect. But skating's always uh, a big thing, especially when you get to that size. Uh, as a young man, and to know that he's already developing that really well, I think is a good sign for Flames fans. Again, you never really know how the development process is going to work out, but it's always interesting to find out these details of guys that you probably wouldn't have known until today's trade went down. You're locked on Flames Talk, only on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We continue along on this special edition of Flames Talk with Logan Gordon back in Calgary. It's Steinberg along with you out here in enemy territory, but uh, today maybe, Logan, friendly territory with the call the Flames just got back for Elias Lindholm. If you're just joining us live, here's the deal. If you're uh, not joining us live, you'd already be aware of this, but if you're just joining us live, the Flames have made a huge deal with the Vancouver Canucks today. Uh, The deal would be Elias Lindholm to the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for five different pieces. Uh, Two picks, a 2024 first-round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth-round pick. Uh, Two prospect defensemen. Uh, OHL defenseman Hunter Brustowitz and Finnish defenseman Yoni Yermo, 19 and 21 years old, respectively, and soon-to-be 28-year-old forward Andre Kuzmenko, who is the NHL player coming back in this deal. That is the haul the Flames got for Elias Lindholm. Lindholm goes the other way, and that is a one-for-five the Flames just pulled off. And Look, one of the things that we talked about a lot, Logo, leading up to this is why isn't Conroy doing this or why isn't Conroy done that or how come he hasn't made a deal yet? Well, part of the reason was because he was trying to wait for the right deal and was waiting for business to really pick up. And offers had been very light and offers had been, you know, let's let's – Mince words, there have been lowball offers for a lot of the guys the Flames are thinking of trading. And so when an Elias Lindholm uh, conversation really kicked into overdrive, like the one including the Vancouver Canucks, Conroy moved. And that's what we're talking about right now is they, they were patient. They waited until a deal that made sense. And they have made that deal. And, and basically what I've seen uh, on our text line, which we'll get to very shortly, and also online when it comes to Twitter and some of the other spots, most people seem to be pretty pretty okay and pretty happy with the trade that Conroy's pulled off here, Logo. I'm curious as to if you've seen the same thing. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the same things. I think most of the discourse has come from the Andre Kuzmenko side of things, which I think is going to ease. And I think you have to also understand that this deal – as much as Lindholm was on a very team-friendly deal in the last year of that, there still needed to be salary that needed to be worked out for this. You said this earlier on the pod today here that, you know, it was really coming down to the money of Zadorov or Kuzmenko 
to try to make this work. And it wasn't going to be Zadorov, who you just traded to Vancouver a couple of months ago. And the Kuzmenko side of things, I still think you can at least look at it as a low-risk opportunity for the Calgary Flames for a guy that's not signed long-term. And it probably helped better the deal in, in some fashion for the Calgary Flames to take on that player and his salary given the year that he's having. So, yeah, and part of this patience conversation for for Craig Conroy, Pat, I think sometimes, you know, the the patience side of it comes from you have to have teams reveal themselves as buyers and as teams that are, you know, willing to take that next step as an organization. Go back to the beginning of the offseason in training camp when we were talking about where fits for Elias Lindholm existed if the Flames moved him. Would Vancouver have been on your top five of teams that were interested in Elias Lindholm <laughs> back then? I don't think so. But look at yep. the season they've had. Very they, good point. They've put themselves in the category of a buyer and were clearly a team that were, was willing to get a deal done to get this guy here going forward. And I think that speaks to why you wait sometimes, as hard as that is for fans and observers to, uh, you know, Except at times, I think that's part of the reason you do it if you're a Craig Conroy because you never know who's going to be out there and who's going to be in the market for a guy like that. And clearly, the Vancouver Canucks were in that market, and Lindholm was a guy that they needed to get. Exactly. And, and you know, to that point, I, I want to we'll, – we'll start getting in on the text line right now. From Rob, who says, guys, sounds like a reasonable deal, but do you think the Flames should have waited a few more weeks and got a bidding war going, or is it just a great deal that couldn't be passed up at this time? And and I think when you have set yourself a price like the Flames have when it came to their guys, you know, having spoken to people in the organization over the last number of weeks and months here, they've had they, they've set themselves a price and they have set themselves. This is what we believe we should be getting for player X, Y, or Z. And they haven't really come close to it at any point when it comes to Lindholm. Let's just talk about Lindholm. So if, if Lindholm is player X, well, they set a price on Lindholm that they believe that it needs to be in this ballpark or we're not having the conversation. But I don't think once you get in that ballpark and once you hit the target and once I, I could I could be very, very confident in saying that because of how much Vancouver wanted this player, that there was probably no doubt uh, a, a little bit of an escalation trading in division. Um, I, I think if you're the Flames, why wait? Why risk the injury once you've got... I, I get people are like, well, you know, there's always injury risk. And of course there is. And you can deal with that when you're not getting your prices. But once you've hit your target, once you've got that target and you believe you're getting a good return and a fair return and a commensurate return for what you believe your asset is worth, then I, I think you've got to pounce because then you're taking unnecessary risk. You know, I, I think if you're going to be, well, could we get, uh, can, can we get one more less, uh, you know, less consequential or less significant piece if we waited another two weeks? That to me is when you enter the conversation about maybe taking unnecessary risk, you know? So once you hit your target uh, package in return, I think you pounce. Yeah, there's, there's no reason to get, to get greedy. I mean, I think for the Calgary Flames, and look, we had this conversation again at the beginning of, of, of the season in training camp, Pat, is when you take these things in season, you always walk the line of injury and something crazy happening. You just never know. There's a lot that goes on uh, during any given hockey season. And 
if if the the difference between now and the trade deadline is is I don't know a fifth round pick or something like that or a, a much lower down prospect, I I think you you risk getting greedy if you're the Calgary Flames or if you're any organization. If someone's willing to pay the price that you've set, I I don't think timing factors into it anymore. I I think you pull the trigger when, when as soon as that's that's set up for the Flames. Yeah, and I, I just think that um, that is um, – I, I just think that that is the, the way to do it if if you're the Flames. I don't think waiting beyond this would have made a whole lot more sense. Um, and so I, I think that by, by making the trade once you hit your target, you, you, you made a lot of – it just makes a lot of sense. There's no reason to go any further if you don't have to. A um, few more texts, 960, 960. Um, this is a MF home run. I don't know what MF stands for, but seems like it's good. Um, Mother flipping? This says, maybe that's what we're talking about. I think that's about. what it was. Uh, Chris, Chris and Copperfield says, when you consider the kind of season Lindholm has had, I think Conroy did really well. Five, asset, five assets for one underperforming player. Um, this says the fact they didn't retain salary is a huge benefit. If you ask me, I think they might be able to become a third party broker now in another deal for an additional asset. Also, I'm thinking Kuzmeko could still be moved if not this year, then next year at the deadline for more. And that's just it. If it works here in Calgary, great, because then you've got a player that works or you've got a potential asset. Like I, I still think that that is something you need to take into consideration when talking about Kuzmeko, right? Is that you might have have another asset yeah and look there's no denying it's been a down year for Andre Kuzmenko but most of the time if you're talking about a guy that's coming off of a 39 goal season is a right shot who just turns 28 in a couple of days here I think you're pretty happy with that especially as a team that at times has had trouble scoring it seems like Kuzmenko has been a fixture on Vancouver's power play we've talked a lot about that here in Calgary and I don't think him coming in as the NHL piece, you're going to worry that it's going to shift the outcome of the season for the Calgary Flames, that because they brought back an NHL piece, they're all of a sudden going to to make more of a run at a, a playoff spot than if they had just taken picks and prospects back. Again, it's another year, and a salary cap that's going up. Uh, it's $5.5 million. I think it's very low risk, Pat, to to bring on a guy like Kuzmenko and see if more opportunity here in Calgary that he clearly wasn't getting under Rick Tockett in Vancouver can't up his value to, like you said, either being uh, an important piece of the Calgary Flames when that contract expires or perhaps giving him value to another team that the Flames eventually move him to for more assets themselves. Uh, this reads from Stafford says, uh, to Foley gone, Zadorov gone, Lindholm gone, three acquisitions by Treliving all gone. Conroy starting to leave his imprint on this Flames team. Can't hate the return he got in this one and still has two or three really tradable assets available. Looking forward to see what other assets he's going to acquire before the trade deadline. I just hope that at the draft table, the focus isn't all on acquiring another player named Aginla. As much as that would be an emotional acquisition, the team should focus on what it needs for the future of this team and not sentimental attachments from a former player. Um, the the Tisha Ginla stuff is fun, but I don't think it really has uh, anything to do 
uh, with this deal. Uh, this reads, not impressed, comes down to two-thirds and one-fourth to take Kuzmenko off the Canucks' hands. Nobody's going to take Kuzmenko off of Calgary's hands unless they retain salary, which limits their flexibility going forward. That texture, clearly logo, uh, doesn't like the uh, doesn't like the prospects coming back, isn't, uh, isn't glossing over the first-round pick, but doesn't like the prospects that are coming back. And look, I mean, the the prospects are labeled prospects for a reason, and we don't know what their NHL future looks like. I think that's a very pessimistic view of, of this trade from a, a Flames perspective. But, I mean, again, yes, it's been one down year for Andre Kuzmenko, but I, I won't get past the fact with me that he had 74 points last year and clearly just hasn't meshed with this coach in Vancouver uh, it's it's not a, a boat anchor that you're being handed here by the Vancouver Canucks. It's, if anything, a bit of a reclamation project for the Calgary Flames that if it doesn't work in a year and a half time, you say goodbye and you've improved, at least in some sense, in my mind, uh, an aspect of this deal uh, for having to take on his money. Uh, Kevin writes, I'm an Oilers fan, but Calgary just made a fantastic trade. Uh, this reads big W for Connie. Seems like a great haul for Lindholm. What are your initial thoughts on Kuzmenko's slotting? Honestly, Lindholm hasn't looked happy all year. Loved him while they had him, but he hasn't been the same since Johnny and Kachuk left. Uh, good luck, Lindy. Uh, and is Pat doing a remote from his bathroom? No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on vacation in Coquitlam, British Columbia here in enemy territory doing this. Uh, as for the slotting of Kuzmenko, what's important is the Flames are at least getting a right shot back in return. Um, that is an important part of this thing as well, is that they're getting a right shot back because they don't have a lot of right, right shots in the organization right now, do they? No. Uh, they so um, that's, that's, an important, uh, that's an important piece of this here as well. It sure is. I I think that's an underrated part of it that we've talked about here in Calgary for uh, a good chunk of time, Pat, is uh, that right shot scoring threat. And there has been a lot of pressure on Matt Coronado to immediately be that guy. And it, to me, it's not the worst thing ever for Matt Coronado to continue his season uh, at the American Hockey League level where he's torn it up uh, in his first year as a pro and... Uh, maybe alleviate some of that pressure. And who knows, maybe this gives you two of those right shot options going forward on a team that, you know, really, I think with Walker Dewar on the, in the lineup right now, I think Kuzmenko's their only other right shot period now that Lindholm's gone. Yeah, Dewar. Well, Dewar's back forwards. up now, remember? that? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's, you're right. Like, there's not much there. Um, Coronado down in the American League. Klopka's been sent back down. So, yeah, they've got a big-time void even with Lindholm. So, if they traded Lindholm away and not gotten uh, another right shot, that would have been really interesting. So, that's an important part of this as well. Uh, this reads, huge return for a rental. Whatever may transpire with the pieces coming back, it just feels good to finally start the process of making the necessary moves. They're finally building to Towards something and that isn't a feeling I've had about this team in a couple of years uh, new barn equals new banners uh, that's another important thing that I think needs to be pointed out in this one too is that they 
didn't – there's no contract extension. And, and there might be a contract extension that comes down the road with Vancouver, but the Flames didn't um, get Vancouver to sign him to an extension first, which would have potentially upped the value. And so if you have no extension on the books – um, and you're talking about this haul, I think you can be that much more impressed with the return they got because there's no extension in place here, and they still got five assets for the one rental player, which I think is pretty impressive. And Vancouver really didn't have a choice, Pat. I don't even think that would have been on the table for them. They have the Pedersen deal that they have to figure out yeah, this offseason. They won't yeah. be spending money on him, on Lindholm, Zadorov, or any of those other UFAs until they figure out what the number looks like for Pedersen. And if he doesn't want to make that decision until the offseason, you have no choice but if you're Vancouver to to wait on the others until he makes his mind up. So, yeah, Vancouver was probably one of the teams that said to Calgary, we're not even going to broach that with you because we got something bigger that we got to figure out first. Uh, this from Shubes, who says, I really like the deal. Huge haul for Lindy, and honestly, Canucks fans are probably happy to let Conroy cook. Uh, and that that's the other thing, is that we, we, we've been talking a lot about it from a flame standpoint, Logo, but this is a huge deal for the Canucks as well. Like, this is a big win for Vancouver, whether they do end up having the ability to re-sign him or not. The fact that we're talking about uh, the Canucks getting a guy that they desperately need. I mean, look, the Flames and Canucks have very different goals for the spring. Uh, the Canucks, they're looking to go all in, and so they feel like Lindholm is one of the missing pieces. And Patrick Alvin may not be done in that respect. But, you know, the, the Flames had different goals, so trading inside the division isn't that big of a deal. I mean, maybe you ask for a little bit more because you're trading inside the division. But um, I, I think that, you know, this is also a deal that you look at very similar to the Toffoli deal from June, where it's got a really big potential of working for both sides here. Uh, yeah, look, the for Vancouver, you know, it, it resonates so much because on Wednesday, Patrick Alvin signed a three-year contract extension and spoke about wanting to reward this team for the great season they've had up till now. It, this certainly fits the bill. They're that much more dangerous when they can get Miller and Pedersen together on the same line. The problem was it, met, it left them with a massive hole on their second line. This fills that if you're Vancouver. Uh, going to uh, Elias Lindholm on your second line, whether it's with Brock Besser, uh, a guy like Ilya Mikheyev, uh, you're just that much deeper down the middle if you're Vancouver, and it makes them better defensively. We know what Elias Lindholm brings to a penalty kill uh, and the fact that he can be trusted in all situations. Uh, Vancouver's very lucky to be getting a guy like this, and we know with the right type of wingers what Elias Lindholm can do as an all-around player, uh, especially offensively. Uh, I think if you're Vancouver, you're quite happy that you were able to get this guy today. Uh, this reads from Tim, a first round pick in 2024 is expi exciting, especially where Vancouver sits in the standings. Any idea if the first round pick is top 10 protected? Also, any word on the conditions on the other pick? No on both fronts uh, at this point. Um, we, I don't know if it's top 10 protected. I would assume not. I don't think the Canucks are going to be picking in the top 10. Um, so I, I doubt that. Um, as for the conditions on the 2024 one, no, we don't know as of yet. Uh, this says, gents, I'm super pumped about this deal like a comfy sweater. This is a straight 
police. But I wonder now that I've calmed a little, what do you, uh, what do they do about their massive void at center? Is Rooney close? Can he walk into a three C role? Who elevates now? No, Rizicka, Lindholm. Uh, I'm not even sure who plays four C now. Um, and the the guy that I think about right off the bat, I mean, one that comes to mind down the road is Connor Zary, and I think there that that is interesting at some point. But the guy that I think about right away moving into a center role is Yegor Sharangovich. He's already played there this year for a couple of weeks. And, you know, he's going to have to work significantly on his face-offs. But I, I'm really curious if Sharangovich moving to the middle is something that we could see as well. Yeah, the Flames are kind of lucky in the sense that, you know, maybe these they haven't got to have guys, Pat, that, played full-time center lately but they've certainly got guys that have experience there and you nailed the first two that come to mind for me uh and yes I think Kevin Rooney with uh, his NHL experience is going to factor into this conversation at some point as well but for Zary and for you know Yegor Sharon Govich as they've gotten more comfortable up at the NHL level playing the wing uh, I do think you're going to see both of those guys get a look uh, at the center ice position now that you've lost uh, a guy in the middle and haven't brought back an NHL replace a piece to replace Lindholm uh, at least down the center uh, position for Calgary. Yeah, there's there's nobody. I mean, other than Zary, there's nobody, and I, I don't know if long term Zary down the middle. I, I don't sorry, short term. I don't know if Zary down the middle is something they want to do. Uh, I I do think that. Sharon Govich down the middle at some point is really impre- is really interesting. Um, this from Adam who says, I love the trade, definitely maximizing the asset and getting a great return. I'm glad Conroy's sticking to what he said. And golly gee, he's off to a great start as GM. This from Darren and Mackenzie Lake. Uh, great deal. Fantastic job for a rookie GM with a UFA that had to be moved, managed to get the premium necessary to trade in division. Excited to see if Brustowitz can find some consistency as he matures and be a future power play quarterback in a few years. Nice to finally have a D piece that feels like a Zellweger, Clark, Drysdale type in the organization. If Kuzmenko can find his stride, maybe he can fit as well as Sharon Govich has so far. Makes me feel less concerned about whether rookie Conroy has the stones to get the most out of these UFAs. Um, this says, could a line of Huberto, Sharon Govich, and Kuzmenko work? That's what I thought of Im- immediately, is that, well, you can just, uh, obviously, maybe you move Sharon Govich to the middle, but that, that sounds like something that you could absolutely think about at some point, hey, is is just putting Sharon Govich on the line that Lindholm's been on for the last little bit? It makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I heard that, I saw that on the text line as well, I'm thinking, yeah, I wouldn't mind giving that a spin for a couple of games if I'm Ryan Huska. That, I mean, be kind of the, the least surgery to your lineup, right? Yeah. Uh, Dan and Milk River says, uh, a great return with a strong upside. I think the timing is critical in that if Conroy waited longer, the market prices go up and the return diminishes. Tough to see the Canucks get better, but that'll be what it is and a non-issue as we now see Conroy's direction for the team. And that's one of the things that I've been saying all along is that if you're worried about what Craig Conroy's direction is going to be, um, well, you're going to get an idea um, when it comes to the stamp that he's going to put on the organization at this year's trade deadline. And this is your first real indication that Toffoli trade was part of it and the Zadorov trade as well. But this one was one of the two biggest potential decisions the Flames had on their docket. 
And and I think they've maximized that decision by getting what they have gotten today from Elias Lindholm. And I, I think that that needs to be uh, underlined here in that they, they've gotten a really, really good haul for Elias Lindholm. And, you know, it, it may not, maybe the prospects aren't your cup of tea or you don't like prospect A or pro- whatever. I, I can be pretty confident in saying, I think the Flames have done better than I thought they were going to deal to do with this trade and this particular player, especially with no salary retention and especially with no contract extension on the other side. As we wrap up this hour, that's kind of my closing thoughts. We're, we're back with more around the corner, um, but um, that, that's kind of my closing thoughts as we wrap up this hour. Yeah, I'm in the same boat for a guy that we've talked a lot about, Pat, having a down year here in Calgary. I think this trade proves that the NHL perception of Elias Lindholm did not drop off despite him having a down season. And I think it goes back to the conversation we had earlier this hour about uh, patience and sometimes being able to find the right fit for some of these guys when you don't always know who's going to be involved and who values players that much more to get a deal done uh, I think this satisfies a, a lot of different areas if you're Craig Conroy and sets a, as a couple textures have pointed out I think sets a, a really good standard for the next month and a bit as we get closer to trade deadline that uh, if Calgary's yeah. got a price you're gonna have to pay it if you're dealing with Craig Conroy We're continuing to react on this Wednesday, January 31st to a blockbuster deal made by the Calgary Flames. And right now, let's uh, say hello to the general manager of the Calgary Flames. Um, what we're doing right now, we're uh, we're doing a show. Connie, Craig Conroy joins us right now on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Connie, I'm in vacation out visiting my brother in uh, in VC. I'm in Coquitlam right now, and uh, and Logo's back at the uh, at the downtown studio. But you got everybody working on a Wednesday night. Uh, how you feeling after the deal? How you feeling about making a huge deal with Vancouver? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's exciting for our organization. It's exciting for their organization. So, you know, I'm I'm uh, a little tired right now. I'll be honest. I, I didn't wake up this morning thinking there'd be a trade done, uh, but I definitely felt like the last four days, uh, teams have been pushing, and, and in Vancouver especially, they really wanted to to get ahead of this. So, you know, when it came together this quickly, I was a little bit surprised, but also expected Vancouver to be aggressive. So can you walk us through the process? You said the last three or four days. So can you kind of walk us through the timeline and the process as to how this all came to be? Yeah, you know, I kind of explained to most teams what I was looking for. I explained to all the teams that I talked to uh, what I was looking for for Lindholm. And I think when we started, you know, teams came back and they had, you know, in the general range of what I was looking for, very, you know, everybody was given fair offers. And I thought all of a sudden Vancouver became a way more aggressive, probably uh, two days ago. So I circled back to all the teams that expressed interest, which was, you know, there was numerous teams that had interests, obviously Lindo's a great player. So, 
you know, I went back and tried to get the best offers from each, each team. And I, you know, went back to Vancouver and we arm wrestled a little bit more over, you know, I'm trying to get a little bit more and, and they're going back and forth. So, you know, I think today we kind of came out of it saying, okay, they early this morning, I congratulate Patrick on his new extension. And then he said he wanted to get this thing done today. So he, we, he came with his best offer. I maybe asked for a little bit more back. He added one little piece, the, the condition that if they go to the Western conference final, then I'll get uh, instead of the fourth, I'd get a third. So this year, so that's a little bit, you know, that's kind of the final touches. And he said, I'll get back to you. And, you know, we went back and forth a little bit more. I talked to a couple other teams and, you know, again, those teams made very good offers, but, but not quite uh, to the level of, of Vancouver. So in the end, I felt very comfortable with what I was hoping to get at the beginning felt like uh, I got that and maybe a little bit more. So very, very excited. The, um, the whole idea of, of when you kind of kicked the Lindholm conversation into overdrive, whether it was Vancouver or, or another team, as you said, there were some other teams involved there, Craig. Uh, when, when, did, uh, when did it kind of really feel like things started to cook on the Lindholm front? Was it as this last homestand was going on, or, or how was it for you? You know, I think teams expressed interest early on in the year. They, they you know, we've talked to multiple teams uh, as we went along. So there was always uh, interest, but I think until you get hard, uh, you know, like if you get concrete offers, that's when it really starts to pick up. And that's what started to come probably a few days ago where teams were actually offering, you know, they were real deals. And then it wasn't just hypothetical. Would you consider this? Would you consider that? It was actually, okay, let's get, let's get down. And I thought Vancouver uh, became aggressive and, and they wanted to get the deal done sooner or later. And I give Patrick credit. Like he, he knew what he wanted and, you know, he, he probably, if you asked him, he probably said he gave me a little bit more than he wanted to at the beginning. But again, I think he's getting a great player. And, and I think we, you know, we're very excited with the return that we got back for him. The uh, just to, to reset on that condition, you said if the if the Canucks go to the West final, that 2024 fourth round pick turns into a 2024 third round pick. That's the condition on it. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's the condition. OK, that's and that's and then the other side, is there any salary retention on Lindholm or is it the entire uh, contract that, that moves to Vancouver? Yeah, no, we did the same thing. There was no we, we took Kuzminko's money and they took they took ours. So yeah, no, okay, no okay, that, okay. That's also good to uh, to clarify. We're chatting with General Manager Craig Conroy after making a huge deal with the Vancouver Canucks. It's a special edition of Flames Talk. Pat Steinberg and Logan Gordon as well. Logo, uh, Craig, the second deal you've made with Vancouver this season. Can you talk a bit about that working relationship you have with Patrick Alvine and what it sort of uh, is like between the two of you as you now get a couple deals done together? Yeah, yeah Patrick. You know, I couldn't ask for a better person to to kind of work with. You know, he uh, when we talk, it's 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 one of those where we have this comfort level now. But I think what makes it easy is we both know what we want. We kind of go into the, you know, there's not a lot of uh, there's a lot of back and forth. But you know, we they're willing to come and step forward and say, okay, we're willing to do this. Would you do that? And then it was back and forth. But he's he was a pleasure to work with. I thought, again, very fair. And, you know, I think both both teams wanted to get something done. 
and I think he wanted to do it. He made it known to me, hey, I want to do it earlier to get him on the team and, and get him comfortable with our systems and around our guys, and we don't want to do this at the end. We want to do it right now, and I give him credit. He, he didn't – he stepped right up. Craig, and is there – sorry, is there anything nice. to be said from your perspective about – making deals in division with teams? Is that something that crosses your mind as a GM or is it whoever gives us the best price is, is going to be the one that we are willing to do business with? Yeah. I mean, you probably, you know, I said it was the door off too. You probably would like to do it, maybe something somewhere else, but in the end, you know, you have to do the best, best deal for the team. And that's, we felt like this was the best deal for the team. And, you know, I think we were looking for, three or four assets and, and to be able to get five out of it was, uh, you know, was, was special. And I think, you know, looking at the guys we got back, you know, with Kuzminko, I think he fills the need, what we need right now. Uh, it's going to help our power play who's what's been struggling. So hopefully he can find some chemistry with, with that group. On Kuzminko, his agent, Dan Milstein tweeted out that uh, Andre had a conversation with yourself and Ryan Huska going back to Sunday just about, you know, waiving his no trade clause and understanding what it was going to be like to come to Calgary. Can you share with us a, a bit about what that conversation was like? What did Andre want to know? What did you guys say to him about coming to Calgary as well? Well, yeah, uh, we, it was actually just this afternoon, a few hours ago, really. Uh, but we we just it kind of explained where we saw him fitting in, what his strengths are that we're kind of lacking, you know, you look at his skill set and what he does in the power play and his ability to score goals from everywhere on the ice. He's got great vision, especially from uh, the tops of circle down. You know, I watch a lot of his shootout stuff. He's very good in the shootout. So, you know, he's one of those guys with high, high end skill that, uh, you know, and he's a right shot, which you're always, you know, especially with losing a right hand shot guy, you're always looking for those, those skilled right handed players. So we explained where we thought he fit in with our team where we see him playing on the power play. Uh, and he was excited, you know, and, and it was, he, he had the, the right to say no. And, you know, we were just happy that he said, you know what? I like what I heard. I'm willing to, let's move forward with this. Let's, I want to be a flame. We're chatting with Craig Conroy, Calgary Flames general manager. Just a few more after making a big time Elias Lindholm trade with the Vancouver Canucks. Let's talk about the two prospects you got in return. Craig, what uh, what is uh, your scouting staff? What do you like about uh, Hunter Brustowitz, who you get back as one of the defensemen in this deal? Yeah, you know, one thing about Hunter, we uh, even last year during his draft year, he had uh, he led the OHL in draft eligible guys, I think, with 57 points. And y- you love you know, it's so it's, you, you love the way he sees the ice, the way he moves pucks. You know, he can beat multiple people with a good pass. He sees the whole ice, not just part of it. Uh, he defends probably with his stick and, and brain. He's not going to run over people or, but you know what? He's, he closes gaps quickly and, and he, and he steals pucks and, you know, he's really good in the power play. So, you know, obviously then fast forward to this year, you know, for a while, he was actually leading the OHL in scoring as a defenseman. And to be able to get a right shot guy that has that kind of skill set, uh, we just don't have a lot of that in the organization. So he, he fits a real need for us. And, we, you know, we have expectations. You know, I don't want to put all the pressure on him, but we're, we're very high on him as a prospect. So to have him be put in the deal was, was, it was exciting for us. And then the other prospect defenseman, a little bit older, he was a pick in the 2020 draft, and uh, that's Yoni Yermo. And uh, I'm, I'm curious as to what you and the scouting staff see in, in the Finnish left-shot defenseman that you get in this trade as well. 
you know, that was the one thing we, uh, you know, we talked about. I had the pro guys start watching video and, and seeing what they thought. They love his size, you know, 6'4", skates well. Probably uh, compared to Hunter, he's probably more of a defensive defenseman, uh, penalty killer. But, you know, we think even when he comes over here on the smaller rink, it might even help his game. So we're, we're excited about, you know, adding another young prospect uh, with size and uh, the de- defensive capability that he plays with is, is a positive for us. Um, and to get that additional first round pick, and and I know that you know there's been a lot of talk about what the um, you know what the, the return is going to be for a player like Lindholm, and, and everybody seemed to highlight a first round pick being part of the package. You got that, and now you have an additional first rounder for this year's draft. How how important is that? You know, I think it is. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, anytime in the draft, we want as many picks as we can because we believe, I believe in our scouting staff here, and and I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, going to the draft and having two. And it's always, even that pick is, is draft capital right now, but you can also use that if you're looking to get younger players in another deal. Um, you know, there's always opportunity to, to move those those picks also so you know right now i'm excited to have the pick and you know i that's what i told the the staff scouting staff amateur when we came in i said i do believe i'm going to have more picks this year we really need to bear down guys and and they always do but again i wanted to stress that we're going to have more picks it's just a matter of matter of time so you know they're excited and you know now now they have one and and maybe you know and whether it's a third or fourth they'll have another another one in a later round Craig, we'll let you go, man. We really appreciate the time. Congratulations on the deal today. Thanks for doing this, hey? Thanks, Craig. Thanks, guys, for having me. Really appreciate it. There's Craig Conroy, Calgary Flames general manager, joining us here on a special edition of Flames Talk. It's Steinberg and Logan Gordon along with you. Lots there, including the uh, the note about the uh, the conditional pick. I think it's the first we've heard about that. If you uh, if you missed it in there, it could be a third round pick if the Vancouver Canucks make the Western Conference Finals. So it goes from a conditional fourth round pick to a third round pick if the Canucks make the West Final. And logo, we also found out that there's uh, confirmed no salary retention on Elias Lindholm. Yeah, a couple of important details there on, on any trade. And as Craig mentioned to you, they, we took uh, Calgary took Kuzmenko's money. Lindholm went straight to Vancouver. And uh, that fourth-round pick potentially being a third is an interesting one for a, a Canucks team that's at the top of the NHL standings as we sit here uh, on this Wednesday, January 31st. So something interesting to watch for as the, as the playoffs go on, too, if you're a Flames fan and you want to know the details of potentially another asset improving here. It's been uh, that's been quite the uh, it's been quite the hour here, Logo. My uh, AirPods are almost dying. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever worn out AirPods before. Um, I, I don't I don't believe we're going to be uh, catching up with Andre Kuzmenko today. That might be something that happens down the road, or the team might give him the entire All Star break off. And, and he can talk to uh, the media for the first time when everybody reconvenes uh, coming up on uh, you know at the beginning of next week. We'll see what the Flames want to do with that. But uh, thank you to uh, Craig Conroy for joining us uh, and for uh, taking some time out with us to uh, break down this one. Logo, just um, some final thoughts on this trade and uh, a final overall feel on what the Flames got for Elias Lindholm, who's now a member of the Vancouver Canucks. I'm really impressed with the work that Craig Conroy got done here. And look, the the final 
determination on this deal will take a long time because there's draft picks and prospects involved here. But I think from a Flames perspective, Pat, for a guy that, as we talked about earlier on the show today, you've kind of felt was the main guy on his way out of Calgary, was having a down year. I think this clearly weighed on Elias Lindholm for a lot of this season. I, I think Craig Conroy you know, achieved pretty much everything, checked every box that you could have hoped for in this trade. And the retention's still there. There's a first round draft pl- there's a first round draft pick attached that doesn't have any sort of protection to it. Um some fun prospects to look ahead to if you're Flames fans. And again, you never know how those things go out, but assessing it here and now from a Flames perspective, um, knowing that I think you had to had to have a good return for Elias Lindholm, knowing everything that he's been to your organization and knowing what he can be for other teams, Pat. I think the Flames will walk out of this pretty happy. And as we talked about, too, I think the Canucks did pretty well for themselves in all of this as well. I I think that both teams are going to be really happy with the way this all plays out. I think the Flames hit a home run on the trade and and the return that they're getting here. I think the return they're getting for Elias Lindholm is outstanding. Um, And and I think that Craig Conroy did really good work in that regard. I think Vancouver is going to love the fit. They're taking a player that was underperforming in Kuzmenko off the roster and bringing in a guy who is going to fit like a glove. And we'll see what they want to do with Lindholm from there. As you pointed out earlier, Elias Pettersson needs a new contract. So, you know, there's there's definitely going to be um, some salary cap decisions that they got to make. And Lindholm may not be able to be a part of this beyond this season. But even if it's just for this year and it's just a rental, I think the Canucks are going to really like what they get from Elias Lindholm. So I think this ends up being a win-win on both sides. And then the question becomes, what comes next? You know, we... Uh, where, where it doesn't seem, having talked to a couple of people, seems like Flamesland is relaxed a little bit for the rest of the day. So I don't know if we're going to get anything for the rest of Wednesday night. It's after uh, 8.15 in Calgary as uh, we're talking live with you. Um, so I, I don't know if there's going to be anything more that happens from a, a Wednesday night standpoint. But now all eyes, right, on Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev. That's kind of what comes next. Yeah, the first domino's fallen uh, of the big UFAs that we've talked about, Pat, and uh, the focus now turns, like you said, to number eight and number 55 and what their futures look like for this team. When that gets done, is that closer to trade deadline? Is that something that gets done in the next month or so between then and now? We'll have to find out and see. You know, for doing the show on AirPods, I think that we did okay. Um, And thanks for uh, working overtime, Logo. Um, appreciate it, buddy. You get yourself home. I know it's after eight o'clock. Um, my uh, sister-in-law and my brother are cooking a delicious dinner right now, which I'm going to go have with them. Uh, and uh, they're literally like ten feet from me, or less than that. We're, I don't know if you can hear the the stove in the background, but a they're little currently bit, just cooking a little bit as we speak. I I had to I had to move from my brother's office because it's right by where my eight month nephew sleeps and it was bedtime, <laughs> so it was time to leave. <laughs> between literally between the break between our reading the text and Connie coming on with us, I moved out into their kitchen slash dining room to uh, to do the rest of the show. So and one of my AirPods died in the middle of the Conroy interview, so I was crossing my fingers, but we got it all done. Uh, logo, go home, and uh, we'll talk soon. But. Hopefully not until next week. Eh? Yeah, hopefully you get the rest of your vacation off, Patty. Enjoy it, pal. 
It's a big deal. Flames uh, just traded Elias Lindholm to Vancouver for five pieces coming the other way. Uh, all of this available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Little Flames Talk bonus. We'll have the Elliott interview up in just minutes, the Conroy interview up in just minutes, then the entire hour and a bit that we just did reacting directly to this trade. All on your Flames Talk podcast feed. Thanks for a little uh, attention on a bonus edition, an exclusive, or as I like to call it, emergency edition of Flames Talk. Back to regular scheduled programming here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.